Welcome to Taft Talks, a podcast from the Modern Law Firm. In this ongoing series, Taft Talks Probate, Minneapolis private client partner Bob McLeod discusses hot topics and timely information surrounding private client litigation for trusts, wills, guardianships and conservatorships, and more. Hello, everybody. I'm Bob McLeod, and on today's episode of Taft Talks Probate, we're going to discuss a case called Energy Policy Advocates versus Keith Ellison. He's the Attorney General of Minnesota, and we're going to discuss the common interest doctrine in Minnesota case law. So let's get started. Now, this comes to us because of a recent Minnesota Supreme Court opinion in Energy Policy Advocates versus Keith Ellison, Office of Attorney General. You can find that at 980 Northwest 2nd, 146, issued in the year 2022, specifically in September 28, 2022. Now, in this case, it, it discusses the work product doctrine. Uh, which protects from disclosure an attorney's opinions, conclusions, and mental impressions, trial strategy, and legal theories in materials prepared in anticipation of litigation. Well, that's a mouthful. What we're talking about is when parties waive the protection of the attorney-client privilege and the work product doctrine when they disclose protected information to third parties. In other words, normally when you're speaking to your attorney, if you go and tell those same things to someone else or allow someone else to listen, you're waiving your attorney-client privilege. The things you communicate with your lawyer are privileged, but once you start displaying them or communicating them to third parties, you waive the privilege. But there are situations when that privilege is not waived. The common interest doctrine permits parties with the same legal interests to share documents without losing the protection of the attorney-client privilege or the work product doctrine. Now, this is a big deal because I just got done saying if you communicate or let someone sit in on your communications with your lawyer, you lose the attorney-client privilege. But sometimes when you have two separate parties whose interests are substantially aligned, it makes sense and it's reasonable to work together in the case you have against the opposing party. And the idea is since our interests are aligned and, and our legal strategies are aligned, it's reasonable to communicate with each other without deliberately waiving the attorney-client privilege. And that's what happens sometimes. They're called common interest agreements and it's called the Common Interest Doctrine, and it relates to not only the attorney-client privilege, but the work product doctrine. The attorney-client privilege is when you're talking to your lawyer, and the work product doctrine is the preparation you go into in preparing for litigation. And in this particular case, the Minnesota Supreme Court held that the Common Interest Doctrine applies when, number one, two or more parties, number two, are represented by separate lawyers, number three, have a common legal interest, number four, in a litigated or non-litigated matter, number five, where the parties agree to exchange information concerning the matter, and number six, 
they make an otherwise privileged communication in furtherance of formulating a joint legal strategy. This formulation of a joint legal strategy is generally consistent with the common interest doctrine's requirements in the federal courts in Minnesota, as well as the restatement of law. Now, part of the common interest doctrine is if it's challenged, the law requires that the party asserting the common interest agreement has the burden of proving that it applies. Also, the common interest doctrine is not limited to litigation. It can provide common interest or attorney-client privilege protection in other situations that are non-litigated, but it must be a legal matter as opposed to a commercial, political, or policy matter. So it has to be some type of legal issue or probably dispute, and it can't be people just talking about their commercial interests or political interests or policy that they're setting. Also, uh, the common interest doctrine extends to encompass the attorney work product. Again, the attorney work product is not just the communication between the client and the lawyer, but also the work the lawyer engages in to prepare for the litigation. So in Minnesota, it is now the rule by Supreme Court ruling that the common interest doctrine in Minnesota applies, meaning lawyers representing two separate parties can have an agreement, a common interest agreement, whereby some disclosures can be made that does not waive the attorney-client privilege and does not waive the work product doctrine. This allows separate parties in the litigation who have a common legal interest to work together against their opposing party without waiving the attorney-client privilege and the work product doctrine. This has been out there. It's been a part of the law, but in Minnesota, it was challenged briefly. The Court of Appeals actually said it didn't exist for a while, but now in Minnesota, we have comfort knowing it does exist and the common interest agreements do apply. And that's the state of the law for the common interest doctrine in Minnesota. Thank you for listening to Tap Talks. If you liked this episode, leave us a review and make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with The Modern Law Firm. This podcast provides general information related to the law. Taft Talks is not providing legal advice and does not establish an attorney-client relationship. The opinions expressed on Taft Talks belong to the individual attorneys on the program and do not necessarily reflect the firm's position. For questions and comments, please contact podcast at taftlaw.com. Additional information about Taft can be found at taftlaw.com.